0: rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals.
1: Stand by. Three cheers
0: for Her Majesty the Queen. Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Rachel. And I'm Roberta. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. A couple of royal reminders before we dive in. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group at Royally Obsessed. You can subscribe to our podcast and leave us a royal rating of five stars. That's all we ask for in life. Or <laughs> or send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com.
1: How was your weekend, Rachel? How
0: was your long weekend? It was good. I'm officially back in Brooklyn, which feels very good. It's such a huge part of my identity. It feels like home. And you got your favorite bagels. I got my favorite bagels. I went to Brooklyn Bridge Park. Uh, I did all the things. We got some quality Brooklyn pizza. But most importantly, I need to tell you what happened. I was checking my mail because I've been away from home for six months. And among the bills, a letter, Royal (sighs) Mail from... Uh, Queen Elizabeth, because if you will, (gasps) (laughs) flashback. Her majesty herself. Yes. What? So flashback to March, I guess it was April, I mailed uh, Queen Elizabeth a birthday card. As I do with like Meghan Markle and, right, you know, right, I've right. done that you in do the past. do it for everyone, Kate right? Middleton, I do it for everyone. Yeah. And I got a reply and it like brightened my whole life. I was like, and it's very formal. I just wanted you to see it. This is like, it's like a little letter. Oh it's not there. Usually there's like a photo it's or something. only a couple
1: sentences. Yeah. Only a couple
0: sentences. And I just wanted to read it. It says, the queen thanks you for the message you sent on the occasion of Her Majesty's 94th birthday. In this current situation, the queen is most grateful for your support and your kind thought for Her Majesty is greatly appreciated. 2020. (laughs) And no photo, though. No photo. But it's on Windsor Castle letterhead. Oh, my gosh. And I thought this detail was kind of cool because I actually wrote like a really heartfelt letter to her because I think it's like if you're going (laughs) to send it. That's so sweet. (laughs) Well, my argument is if you're going to take the time to send correspondence, you should be detailed about it. Write a note. So a lengthy note. So um, I wrote about my husband and my son and how we were faring in the pandemic. And it was addressed not just to me, but to me and my family. So oh, the even though you signed it just from you. Signed it just from me. So I feel like it really does speak to the fact that whoever is I doing this for I feel like they really read it. Yeah. Anyways, I thought you'd be really excited about
1: that. I am so excited. That really tops my news, which is that <laughs> no, I no, watched no, no, Ted Lasso at your recommendation. <laughs> we- <laughs> <laughs> your news is so much Wait, better. No, no, no. So Ted excited. Lasso <laughs> is
0: everything. What did you think?
1: <laughs> I... Love it. So it I love that it comes out weekly on Friday. I feel like it's weird talking about this now because you're just No it's not. It's (laughs) not. It's not. Isn't it painful waiting for Fridays for the new episode? It's really painful. It's so good. It's so uplifting. Jason Sudeikis is amazing he's I so feel funny like it's so funny it's so it's like quick synopsis a midwestern like division three college football coach wichita state i think goes over to england to coach a professional football league which is actually soccer there like premier league so funny like so different from the shows we've been watching lately and that's why i really
0: it's like just uplifting kind it. of did dave yeah. like
1: it too or yeah, he loves it. Okay. We we are like so excited every Friday now to like get onto the couch and like watch the new episode. I love that it so it's on Apple TV and it just it's like a weekly thing. Just back to the way TV used to be, and I love that appointment television. Um, you can't go yeah. wrong. And then also I meant to, but I did not get to it this weekend. But I really want to watch Being the Queen, which is the new oh yes uh, yes, yes yes Nat Geo documentary mm-hmm. that I've heard was amazing, and it's only an hour long, but it covers so much, and it's all about Queen Elizabeth. So. I'm starting to you get know. really overwhelmed by the volume
0: of content. We,
1: we have like so much reading to do. We got like,
0: yeah, a lot of royal. I to have, do. So. I have a
1: spreadsheet. I have a full spreadsheet. Of <laughs> Can you share Swatch. that with me? <laughs> yes. I, oh, I definitely will. I need that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so we have so much coming up on the episode this week for Meghan and Harry's massive Netflix deal and their Frogmore Cottage repayment to news about Princess Beatrice's wedding gown, Prince William's message for Air Ambulance Week, a cause that's very close to his heart, as we know, and there's so much more. But of course, we always save time for a royal refreshment. Woohoo! And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. What are we sipping this
0: week? Alright, I'm super lame, Roberta. I am continuing to drink spindrift, but without any booze.
1: <laughs> no, that's okay.
0: That's... <laughs> I couldn't get it together, but I did. I'm really loving it, so I have a lemon spindrift too. We sip don't in always favor. have to be
1: boozy. Mine's very boozy. No. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> I'm, I'm holding so it up to the camera it. and it's a uh, lemon. So someone brought it. We had a barbecue yesterday for Labor Day and someone brought it over and it's lemon cello, lemon vodka and ginger ale. And it's really good. It's very Ugh. strong. I want to mix
0: that up tonight. I, like, literally didn't have time. I was just like, ah, it was the one thing I forgot to do. So I will be better next week, I promise. That's okay. Yeah.
1: Spindrift is good. Seltzer is good. I'm totally a fan of that. I'm on board. Yeah.
0: All right, cool. Well, we are, while we're sipping, we're loving a recent thread in the Royally Obsessed Facebook group. Shauna wrote, hey, Roro's. I was just listening to the podcast and the hostesses talking about Megan dressing chic for a grocery store outing. For some reason, this made me think about summer clothes and how I never feel chic in the summer. Do you? What are some of your favorite chic, summer-friendly outfits from the royals? I'm definitely looking to emulate. And the replies were really fantastic, right, Roberta? It said, Kellyanne said she feels like a button-down elevates literally any look. During the summer, it's really easy to find light fabrics. French tuck into denim shorts. Boom. And Amanda said she feels more chic in summer because of all the dresses. I totally agree with that. I don't know about you, but. Heather said she's going for a
1: Diana look with oversized sweatshirts and high-rise long bike shorts. Roberta, what do you think? I agree, but I also feel like summer is my least favorite fashion season. What is your favorite season? I think I, I love coats and boots, so I think that fall and winter are really my favorite fashion moments. But I will say that I agree with a lot of the comments, the French tuck into denim shorts. I loved Meghan Markle's green, um, like military green shorts that she wore to that Mm -hmm. baby to baby outing. She's like really embracing Royals off duty, like, but in a California way, which I love. So I've loved her like striped pants and her linen button downs. Um, And I think Kate has really good. Summer dresses as well, like all of her floral Amelia Wickstead, all those dresses, and Zara too. So, I think they do such a good job of summer dressing, but I will have to say that I don't feel chic in the summer. I feel like grudging. I'm yeah. wearing a t shirt to every single one of our podcast well, recordings. <laughs> well, and
0: this summer's been hard, it's felt like less than chic, but I gotta say, for me, I'm I just ordered some bike shorts. <laughs> you just, did wait from where? <laughs> well, so I did, I've been following Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, Instagram stories all about it. And I really wanted the J. Crew ones, but then they were back ordered. They might, I need to check, they might be back in stock. But then the Amazon, she found an Amazon version that she said are incredible and she modeled them. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to test it out. So I'm waiting for them to arrive. But Now I'm looking for like the right sweatshirt and I feel like I'm going to get them and not have the confidence to wear them, but I'm into that for summer into fall. Although I guess it's going to get. I don't know. It's always it's always warm. That's later like in New very York, transitional
1: so. dressing. I feel like that. Yeah. And for but will I wear them to the grocery? I was going to say That's for our question. listeners who don't know, I feel like this is a huge deal for Rachel to buy bike shorts. I like. Yeah, I, don't I don't know why, shorts. but I feel like you always you're wearing the cutest little puff sleeve shirt right now, and you yes. have your like very proper dresses and a-line like like i feel yeah, I'm like i'm a big dress lady but bi- bike shorts is a huge step for you and i'm really excited
0: i mean it's function over fashion but i guess that's fashion now so i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna step it up i'll report back I'll and report all i want
1: to do is channel diana when i wear it so
0: yes i see i need one of those cool
1: sweatshirts that she has yeah. that's next on my list but okay but on a sad note speaking of diana we have another very sad history week this week and now this week in royal history So this Sunday marked 23 years since Diana's funeral. I know we've talked a lot about – we talked about her divorce anniversary and then last week about her death anniversary. Now it's the funeral – so we're going to run through the day. So on September 6, 1997, the Princess of Wales funeral took place at Westminster Abbey before she was laid to rest in a private ceremony at Althorpe, which was the Spencer is the Spencer family estate. Over 2.5 billion people around the world watched the event, with an estimated 1 million people lining the streets in London. There were also over 2,000 people in attendance, including celebrities like Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg, Sir Elton John, who sang a revised version of Candle in the Wind to honor Diana. Also, Mariah Carey, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, and fashion royalty like Catherine Walker, Donatella Versace, and Anna Winter were all there. On top of the coffin were three wreaths of white flowers, one from her brother, the Earl Spencer, and from her sons, Prince William and Prince Harry. There was also a letter from Prince Harry, which this makes me want to tear up, on her coffin, and it was addressed to mummy. Harry spoke about walking behind his mother's coffin in an interview with Newsweek in 2017. He said, my mother had just died and I had to walk a long way behind her coffin surrounded by thousands of people watching me while millions more did on television. I don't think any child should be asked to do that under any circumstances. I don't think that would happen today. I don't think so either. I mean, no, there's just no way. I feel way.
0: like that was the most gut-wrenching part was watching them walk behind. I just, yeah.
1: That's so young in age yeah, he two, was especially so little. So, so young. So Queen Elizabeth bowed her head as the coffin went by. She was standing outside Buckingham with the Queen Mother. And this is like a weird fact that I learned. The funeral procession and ceremony had actually been regularly rehearsed for the past 22 years in preparation for Elizabeth, the Queen Mother's death. It was called Operation Taybridge. So they would rehearse it for, you know, in case of her death. But she actually didn't die until five years after Diana did. And she was 101. So insane, pretty. insane, yeah pretty wild that she kind of saw her own funeral rehearsal play out in real time which yeah very, that's weird. very weird yeah and then i want to play a quick clip from uh charles's eulogy diana's brother charles the earl spencer gave a eulogy so here that is
0: there is no doubt that she was looking for a new direction in her life at this time she talked endlessly of getting away from england mainly because of the treatment that she received at the hands of the newspapers I don't think she ever understood why her genuinely good intentions were sneered at by the media, why there appeared to be a permanent quest on their behalf to bring her down. It is baffling. My own and only explanation is that genuine goodness is threatening to those at the opposite end of the moral spectrum. It is a point to remember that of all the ironies about Diana, perhaps the greatest was this. A girl given the name of the ancient goddess of hunting was in the end, the most hunted person of the modern age.
1: To so that last mm. line, is- Especially, really gets me. The fact that he references her name is the goddess of hunting, and she was, in fact, the most hunted person. Um, it was actually, as you can hear there, the eulogy was really quite scathing toward the press mm-hmm. and the royal family. In fact, two lines in particular were said to have angered the queen. He said, someone with a natural nobility who was classless and who proved in the last year that she needed no royal title to continue to generate her particular brand of magic. So basically saying like she didn't need you you guys, you know, to be who she was. She was amazing in her own right. He also said to Harry and William, I pledge that we, your blood family, will do all we can to continue the imaginative and loving way in which you were steering these two exceptional young men so that their souls are not simply immersed by duty and tradition, but can sing openly as you planned. He ended with that line about her name. And it just to me, that part, the section we just played, echoes so much of What Harry has said about Meghan's treatment in the press and how, you know, all they're doing is good deeds a a lot of the time. And it's it's weird how how mercilessly the media has treated her in particular.
0: Yeah, it's really eerie with Harry set to turn 36 next week, how parallel their lives have been. I mean, hopefully, obviously with a different outcome. But I just think that it's, you know, what Diana experienced at the hands of the press was just Unheard of.
1: I know. I think that too, like the the way in which he said it, he's like, she's only done good things and she's only been kind of criticized. And I think that just rings true to what Harry has said about Meghan as well. So after the Westminster ceremony, Diana's coffin was chauffeured to the Spencer family estate, and her burial was attended only by Prince Charles, Princess William, and Harry, Diana's mother, her siblings, a close friend, and a clergyman. So it was very small. In her coffin, rosary beads were placed around her hands. They were they were given to diana by mother Teresa, who died a week after diana there was also a photo of william and harry which was found in her purse when she died and so she carried that around with her um right before she was buried her brother switched the royal standard flag to the spencer family flag which caused a lot of controversy i guess but reportedly that was all planned in advance. and he said when he did it she's a spencer now and then she was laid to rest a path with 36 oak trees, marking each year of her life, leads to the lake, which is called the Round Oval at Althorpe, in the middle of which sits the island where she's buried. There are four black swans that swim in the lake, and in the water, there are water lilies, which are in addition to the white roses around the lake. Ugh, so just ugh, sad, yeah. I know. I feel like this chapter, is late summer, is especially hard for yeah, William all and these- Harry.
0: It's it's definitely a very dark time uh to look back upon. I mean, I can't believe it's been over twenty years. I just I think my biggest memory too is also just all the flowers. Like I remember, yeah. you know, how many were left outside Kensington Palace and Buckingham Palace and all of the, you know, royal residences. And I remember vividly watching Harry with that mummy letter on the coffin and the, right. the news media in the US kept zooming in on that. And it was like as a kid, I just remember thinking how how like traumatic horrifying that is, that is. yeah
1: know. and you mentioned the flowers so the day before the royal family drove through the um streets and up to buckingham palace and that's where all the flowers were laid and um one of the most defining moments of queen elizabeth and prince philip's reign was when they got out of the car and talked to mourners there so that mm-hmm. was kind of talked about a lot in that I watched a trailer for the Nat Geo documentary I mentioned before, um, Being Queen, and they said that was one of the most defining moments of her career because she talked to people who were, you know, grieving and she placed flowers on, you know, the piles in front of the gates of Buckingham Palace. And I think that in that moment, uh, watchers, I guess they're quoted in the documentary as saying that. In that moment, she was a grandmother mourning for her grandchildren.
0: I, I feel like there was a lot of controversy. The Queen, I every, I need to rewatch that movie with Helen Mirren. Yo, um, I love about that About sort of, yes. yeah, but that was you kind know, of, because I think the Queen was, she got a little bit of backlash for being silent a little too long. But I, I mean, yeah. I think the thing is that like, in my opinion, it's, I know it's all like, you know, there's a formality behind it all, but it's also like, there's a lot of personal grieving going on. I think we just don't know a lot of what's going on. With yeah, scenes we might well. not see it all,
1: but yeah, yeah totally. completely, completely heavy stuff, heavy stuff.
0: Moving on. Yes. Moving along. So Megan and Harry Netflix deal. Let's discuss. I'm going to give sort of the the basic nuts and bolts of this first, but uh, the details of the deal are that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex have founded a yet to be named production company and signed a multi-year deal with Netflix, which will pay them to make documentaries, docu-series, feature films, scripted
1: shows and children's programming. Unreal. I mean, it's everything. Unreal. It this runs is... the
0: gamut. There's
1: nothing not on the table for them at this point.
0: This is incredible. So, um it says in a, they said in a statement their their focus will be on creating content that informs but also gives hope, which I love. I mean, I feel like that's so on par with all of their latest projects that they've taken on, their sort of um efforts to stop online hate speech and things like that. I think the
1: idea that programming that will inform but give hope, I think you know, that speaks, yeah, speaks to their work so far. And I think that's really exciting and exactly in the vein of what they, you know, they would want yeah. to do. That sounds great. Their whole brand. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, a representative also confirmed that Megan has no plans to return to acting, but there's a good chance her and Harry will appear on camera, like especially for the documentaries. And I think right. we've seen that a little bit with Rising Phoenix, which was also on Netflix about the Paralympic Games. Netflix has 193 million subscribers worldwide. So what an audience well well chosen because they were being courted by a lot of different places right. i mean i don't i don't think i don't know the numbers for disney plus and quibi and nbc universal but i know netflix is does well for itself yeah. <laughs> one of the biggest the big, one of the biggest yeah. um but but harry and megan are said to have been paid between 50 and 100 million dollars for the deal plus they'll be getting massive bonuses i saw some like numbers that said they could get bonuses of up to $250 million. Um, But that's That's interesting because simultaneously they also just paid back the $2.4 million they spent renovating Frogmore Cottage, which was a big controversy when they chose to exit their roles as senior royals. Um, and also, I, I I presume this will help with their mortgage, which we talked yeah, about a couple when episodes we were ago. Like, oh my gosh,
1: forty three thousand a month! How oh, will they no. ever cover it? <laughs> yeah, so the mortgage is nine point five million, but they're gonna be fine. It sounds like with their hundred million dollar okay. plus deal, they'll be quite they'll all be- right. Quite all
0: right. Because they also have their speaking engagement fee of a million.
1: They have so many things. This is just so one iron in the things. fire. I love that yeah. they got this massive check from Netflix. And then they were like, here you go. Like signing off all yeah. the things. They're like, bye-bye. We're Mic financially yeah. independent. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and that was also reported by the New York Times that they have been financially independent since their exit in April. So they haven't received any income from the Duchy of Cornwall since they left in March, which is also a pretty, that must have been, felt kind of nice to put in writing and release that information. I'm sure you know, just to confirm that they are doing this on their own and they plan for that and they're going to be all right. And I
1: didn't expect it to be so, so quickly. I think like five months later, they're already kind of like wiping their hands of the royal family's, you know, coffers or whatever. So I think that that's really surprised. What struck me the most as most surprising is how quickly they were able to kind of be like, we laid out these plans and we're going to follow through and it's not going to be in a year. It's not going to be in two years. Like we're done, you know? Like, they mean business.
0: And they also had to pivot from their full plan. I mean, they were going to do Sussex Royal. They had that whole thing. I mean, I know that this is a separate deal from their work with Archwell, but I feel like, you know, they really had a different idea in their heads in January of how this would all go. So I'm curious how long the Netflix deal has been in discussions, but I feel like they have made things happen
1: it's interesting you say that because they were talking to other networks so we yeah. had heard it, i think a month or two ago in june variety reported they were talking to quibi they also talked to disney plus which had the elephants documentary that um yep. narrated nbc universal um there's so many other outlets they could have gone with and i think netflix has been just like cutting massive checks for people. Well, and I loved
0: the, one of my favorite lines in the New York Times article was like, Netflix is famous for backing the Brinks truck up. That made me
1: like, it's like when they want the right person, they're like, (laughs) Here's the money. That made me laugh. I love wait, that line. <laughs> wait, a Brinks truck is in like the truck that picks up the money? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Why did the I cash? not understand? I just like had a, such a blank look on my face. Like,
0: no. <laughs> no, I just I just absolutely love that line. And and it's it's also like there was another line in the story that said the value of this for Netflix is is actually unquantifiable because just. just oh, 100 percent. To I was, land yeah. the royals, right? It's like a, 100 yep. million is like a flash in the bucket for. Is that the expression? That's not Drop flash in the, the pan. Bucket,
1: flash in the pan. Drop in the, Drop in the bucket. <laughs> flash in the pan, and we'll combine. Them I'm for also a flash.
0: like famous for messing up those <laughs> kinds of phrases. Same, <laughs> so, I probably got it wrong. But
1: anyways, I just feel like, what do you think of this? I want to know all. Okay, your so I have. One so three part thought here is that yes, it boils down it to on. income, purpose, and action. I think those are the three oh, tenets that Robert, they are really following. Income, of course, they're gonna have a steady money stream now. They don't need to worry about relying on the Duchy of Cornwall. They don't need to feel tied down to anyone else. They're now their own people. Purpose, because now they can executive produce the content that serves as their voice, oh, their so vehicle true. for all the charitable, you know, endeavors that they kind of back. Up And then action, because as they constantly reference with archwell, archwell, they said was the Greek meaning of source of action. So they're now Mm -hmm. really able to push whatever, whatever endeavors they want to. And at such a large scale to such a massive audience. So I think that, you know, they back it up by saying, like, we want to create things that are inspiring, and then also inform, like, I think that they are very into the idea of pushing out a lot of these charities they work with and their messages to a huge audience and I think Mm -hmm. that's what they'll do in the future so that's really exciting like they've talked so much about social media and and you know the pitfalls of how you know addicted we are to social media and the hate on on certain platforms and I think that that's one of the tenants, they'll craft their programming I think it's, around. Yeah,
0: it's, I totally agree with you. I think it's incredible. I'm also you, really excited about the children's programming because, as you remember, we watched uh, Thomas and the Royal Engine yes. nonstop, which was also Netflix, uh, which Harry kind of did an intro for. I think, I yep. mean, but I agree with you. I think that this platform for them is going to be so critical to as a support to, for all their other endeavors and, sh- and just be the ultimate way to kind of put their voice out into the world and, and all the causes yeah. they care about. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I am
1: I am unbelievably excited. So reports also confirm they're committed to making diverse hires in front of and behind the camera, which I love. They kind of said they would do this when they cut those four tabloid publishers off yes they wanted to kind of elevate and amplify diverse voices in the media and now they're doing the same thing with production
0: I think yeah I'm really excited because I just feel like it's like giving the right people the right platform and it's like I just can't wait to see what they do with it I also wanted to do we kind of talked about this a little bit a quick recap we said it's been six months but like think about what they've done Roberta. in this time they have officially confirmed Archwell they bought a house in Santa Barbara They've pivoted their whole plan from Sussex Royal. They've donated their time to numerous causes. How many Zoom calls have we seen? They have the Harry Walker Speaker Agency, which is a million dollars deal. I just, I'm all in on everything that Meghan and Harry are doing. But, uh, But I also wanted to mention, you know, there's more about Frogmore Cottage. They released this statement about paying it back. This was an official statement. A contribution has been made to the Sovereign Grant by the Duke of Sussex. This contribution, as originally offered by Prince Harry, has fully covered the necessary renovation costs of Frogmore Cottage, a property of Her Majesty the Queen and will remain the UK residence of the Duke and his family. So I just think that that is such a nice thing that they can like just tie that up in a bow and walk away from all that, you know, because they had converted it from a sing- from multiple apartments to a single family home in 2019.
1: So and I didn't realize this, but reading more and more about the coverage over this Frogmore Cottage repayment, they will get that money back if they ever decide to give that house back to. Her Majesty the Queen, like they they recoup that money because it's a historic UK residence of the royal family, and so whenever they give like historic royal palaces, I guess okay. technically owns it. Um, so whenever they do give that house back, and they say, you know, we we're no longer have a house in the UK, they get the three million.
0: Oh, that's crazy! So will they stay there when they go back home?
1: Yeah, so I think they'll stay there when they go back okay. home. And that's the plan is that's why they repaid it so that they would have a permanent place to stay when they go back. And as we talked about last week, they're going to be going back for so many Things next year, Yay. if if <laughs> fingers crossed, the pandemic allows. Let's get them a vaccine, to. guys. Let's get a vaccine. Right, right. That's what we can look forward to. Yeah. But yeah, so I thought that was really interesting, and also that the three million was just meant to restore this aging house and make it livable. But all of the refurbishments and all the upgrades they did were actually out of their own pocket at the time that they did it anyway. Oh, so interesting. kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. I just think it's so interesting. So. We heard yesterday, Harry just filed a legal complaint on Monday against a Sunday Times report claiming the Sussex's Netflix deal scuppered plans for a fundraising event for the Invictus Games. Yeah, so here again, the media, Harry's given them a slap on the wrist because he's mad at this report. FYI, this fundraiser was supposed to be in spring 2021. It was a live event taking place in the in LA, whose main revenue was coming from ticket sales. Sussex reps are saying COVID caused the cancellation, not the Netflix deal. What's interesting is it's Important to note, Harry's legal complaint doesn't deny the original reporting of his own lawyer statement printed in the Times, which said officials at the foundation of which Harry's patron were stunned after a lawyer for the Sussexes contacted them shortly before the Netflix deal was announced last week, pulling the plug, citing a conflict over a planned deal with a rival streaming service. So this was supposed to be broadcast via Amazon Prime, and that's what's got everyone's eyebrows raised. Mm. And so I think it's really interesting, the timing of it. It's not... I mean, I it does seem it makes sense to me. I think that they will start to have to say no to things that come from other streaming services. Like I don't yeah, see them doing I'm sure there's Disney. gonna be a
0: huge conflict of interest. Yeah, they're totally. Do another
1: Disney documentary. Who knows if that Oprah Apple TV show will ever come to light, see the light, that light was of supposed day. to take yeah. place with Harry? Yeah. So I just I think that they will this kind of narrows them in a little bit on what they can do, but it's also like the best deal I know, ever my so gosh. like why would they say no so it's just wait until
0: we're getting all those press releases in our inbox about what they're doing I can't oh wait gosh.
1: yes <laughs> yes also the Netflix produces The Crown we have to actually oh, just mention yeah. that what a good point is that oh like they're Are they getting, like, um, research, firsthand research for the next few seasons? Or they get, like, advanced screeners, I hope. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, wild, wild. All right, so we have a few more news bullets to cover, and we're just going to quickly go through them. So first, Prince William's message for Air Ambulance Week 2020. We all know the Duke of Cambridge was a medic with East Anglian Air Ambulance until 2017. I think it was for, like, 15 months. Um, So he released an open letter for Air Ambulance Week honoring all those um, emergency emergency services. He said, having seen firsthand the incredible work of Air Ambulance teams, both on the front line and behind the scenes, I hold a profound respect for all that you do. This letter felt like it came from the heart, especially we haven't really heard from him very much since yeah. Finding Freedom. And I thought that was a little the silence Felt a little bit weird because they had been so busy, but I do think that kind of times up with their their Balmoral vacation yeah. too.
0: And I kind of like that they were able to just kind of like go dark for a little bit and just take a break and like kind of stay out of the headlines when all that was going on too. So totally, yeah, totally. Um, Other news. So Princess Beatrice's wedding dress is going on display at Windsor Castle starting September 24th. I just want to get on a plane like I want that dress for some reason. I just it really was one of my favorites. So I'm really bummed the Sir Norman Hartwell dress, which as a reminder was a loaner from the Queen. She's worn it to multiple events like the film premiere of Lawrence of Arabia, a state visit at the British Embassy in Rome. So it has a lot of royal significance. Um, the display will also include her Valentino wedding shoes that she, fun fact, wore to William and Kate's wedding and a replica of her bridal bouquet. My big question, what about the tiara? But obviously that has to stay in the vault, I'm sure. <laughs> too right, risky. Right. Too
1: risky. Yes. Yes. The vault that we heard so much about in that book. Yes, I just in that love book. The detail exactly. That. But seriously, get us on a plane. I think our itinerary for the UK visit Can we just that we start have crafting planned, that <laughs> it's really filling up. Like, weren't we going to go on and the Royal Britannia? <laughs> oh my gosh, Roberta, let's start
0: like a just a Pinterest board where we plot yeah. <laughs> our vacation. You and I will go alone. We'll like just
1: when this is over, we'll get on a plane. I'm going to start making a list of all the things we have to go do, <laughs> and we'll broadcast from there. Yes. And speaking of wedding dresses, Emma Corrin from The Crown, she's going to play Princess Diana in the next season of The Crown. She said her version in the show of Princess Diana's wedding gown is a stunner. I'm so excited. So Corrin did an interview for the October issue of British Vogue. She's on the cover where she shared that the Emanuels themselves shared the dress pattern with the Crown's costume team and then made a replica based on that. About 10 people had to help put it on her when she filmed the scene. It's that massive, which I can only imagine. I know. I mean,
0: remember that, like all the frills and
1: everything. Yeah. And we saw it in the trailer and it's just like... Has to weigh so much, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's like the width of the doorway. It's crazy. Um, but when she stepped out to show everyone, Corn says everyone on the set fell completely silent. She said, "More than anything else, I wear in the series, it's so it's so her." I also love that fun fact. Emma Corn revealed in this British Vogue interview that she's always been a lifelong Diana fan, and her dog's name is actually Spencer.
0: I love that. I, I cannot wait. Like I feel like this is in my calendar. The crown is coming so soon. Oh, it's in my calendar too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, just, I set an alert on my calendar to remind me a week before. I feel like so we should do
0: like, what is it? A uh, Netflix watch or the Chrome extension. We should all get oh, the like rows together and thing. watch it together. Yes, <laughs> Chat each other. Should. Yeah. Finally, I just love this little nugget news, if you will, that Harry and Meghan reportedly love in and out Burger, which I mean, obviously, I totally yeah. feel like that's just. This an doesn't ob-
1: even have to come from a source. Like I could just yeah. assume that they love it. Yeah. I know that, already. but apparently, <laughs> according to ET Online, they stop at the drive-through there
0: quite regularly on their drive between Santa Barbara and LA, and they went. They even went last week after their preschool garden planting. Um, but also, Harry has memorized the secret menu.
1: <laughs> have you had In and Out before?
0: I've had it quite a bit. I'm such a huge. I've fan. never had it. What?
1: I oh, know. my gosh.
0: Well, my sister lives on the West Coast. So whenever I go, I like I go out of my way to go multiple times. But uh, apparently the people there taking the order were really like freaking out because they were at the drive-thru. Oh,
1: that's so I love that. You got to go, Roberta. It's I'm incredible. I'm a big Shake Shack person. And love actually Shake a few Shack. years ago, I posted a picture of my Shake Shack burger and it like went viral. And what? <laughs> there was like a thousand likes on my Instagram and I never get that many. So I Wait, thought that was what? really <laughs>
0: I'm so now I can like look
1: that, I have that to up. Yeah, you got to go do the tea. same thing in and out. <laughs> yeah, it was probably only like 500 likes. I think I'm exaggerating, but I love that. Yeah. All right. So before we adjourn the royal pot, here are highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. My low this week: in a new book about Prince Philip, royal biographer Ingrid Seward writes the 99-year-old views Harry and Meghan's decision to leave the royal family a dereliction of duty. So, kind of a bummer. I know. Just a weird way to put it, and also this is a secondhand source, so who knows if this is true, but veteran royal biographer Ingrid Seward writes in Prince Philip Revealed, which is out October 20th, that he has found it hard to understand exactly what it was that made his grandson's life so unbearable. As far as Philip is concerned, Harry and Meghan had everything going for them. Mm. Yeah, I can kind of see. His whole life's about duty, and I feel like he's like you know, the stalwart of the Royal British Royal family. And so I can see where he's coming from and his, I mean, like I could see what would make him think that, I guess, but at the same time, knowing what we know about the treatment Harry and Megan received, I think that it's, yeah, it honestly sounds to me like a little bit out of touch, but yes. Yeah, totally. So, and he also, he didn't, you know, save his criticism for just Harry. He also said about Prince Andrew, for Philip and the Queen, their son's failure of judgment was a tragedy, This is what Ingrid writes. Not only had he besmirched the reputation of the monarchy, but had become involved in something extremely distasteful and far more serious. So at least he sees that that's also a point of uh, contention. Yeah, and yeah. to another, say the least.
0: Another book to, to potentially add to our yes. reading list.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, my low of the week was also a little bit... Uh, just creepy and morbid but this past week apparently a body was pulled from the round pond in front of kensington gardens right in front of william and kate's kensington palace home um so creepy. yeah it's so creepy it got a lot of coverage the apparently the body so far has not been identified but it was actually misidentified and they called the wrong family and said that their relative oh, no. had died but that was not true that person turned up alive and well um, which was a really kind of kind of scandalous twist in that whole thing. But no one—they haven't ID'd the body yet. But and and as far as we know, Kate and William are not at home in London yet. I was hoping for this episode that we'd get maybe some school news about what... I
1: know. I'm you know? like holding with my bated breath to see these school pictures. I really hope yeah. that we get some. I'm so curious
0: if they'll be back for in-person schooling at Thomas' Maybe with Battersea. kids' <laughs> masks. Yeah, maybe with masks. Yeah, but all of this, it was my low because it was just kind of unnerving to have that happen. Like, really... I mean, it's it's not directly in front of their residence, but it's... You know, in their backyard. Close
1: so. enough. Yeah. And yeah. it's super creepy that it's still kind of a mystery who the body is. It's just yeah. like, you don't totally. think they'd be able to figure that out. But yeah, I guess they'll, yeah, we'll hear in due time. Well, my high this week is that James Middleton took a yacht trip to Italy with his fiance, and his post is adorable. I love everything about it. So it's been a year since they got engaged. So he and fiance, Ellie. Elise went on a yacht trip to Sicily, and the pictures are gorgeous. Elise's swimsuit game is amazing. She has a white one piece, a high waisted floral bikini, a scalloped black bikini, and I think I spotted the same hat that Meghan Markle wore in the Gloria Steinem Makers video from Janessa Leone. It's the one with those like black ribbons hanging down. So, just when thought, I saw him post this, I just again.
0: thought of you immediately. <laughs> I was like, Roberta's going to
1: love this video. It was so cool. I'm going cool. to freak out. Also, the caption is amazing. I have to read the caption because he's so cute and he uses he's so, so many emojis and he's yeah. like, I just love his social media game and him obviously. Yeah. Um. So he said, it's been a year since I asked Elise to marry me. What a year it's been. Two homes in lockdown, two attempts at a wedding, a litter of dogs, launching a new company, Ella & Co., a beard shave and much more. But the best part is that I get to share it with you and he tags her. He said, I can't wait to take you on whatever the future holds for us. We managed to escape to Italy for a quick dip in the sea, lots of pasta and wine emoji, which I was like, wow, that's my ideal vacation. <laughs> and he says, and I'm now ready to face the world again. Thank you, classic yacht experience for the most unforgettable experience. So they, I guess they rented this yacht through this company, and I looked it up, and now I'm like, I have to do that. You're
0: like, <laughs> when add I win to the lottery. lottery. Post quarantine yeah.
1: list. <laughs> when I win the lottery, I'm yeah. doing classic yacht experience.
0: Oh, loved it. Uh, my high is just, I think. This is the coolest. The Queen Sandringham Estate is going to be a drive in movie theater this fall. Isn't that so cool? There, it's-
1: Add added to our list of, I guess it won't be around next spring, no, but like if we ever temporary. make it to the UK together, yeah. that's what we have to. But it's, I mean, that's unreal. It's starting on September 25th and the lineup includes
0: 1917, Rocketman, The Greatest Showman, Moana, Greece. They have such a great selection of films and it's going to follow COVID guidelines. But then I loved this update that came today is that the queen is not going straight to Windsor from Balmoral. She's going to Sandringham on September 14th. So maybe she just really loves Rocket Man, and she wants to I be I love
1: that. So she'll be there possibly for part of Probably the showing. Probably not at the drive-in movie, but uh. you never
0: know. You never know. I mean, who knows? It was such a high for me, though.
1: If I was there, I would definitely go to one of the first showings just uh. to make sure. For sure. The best ever backdrop for a drive-in movie theater. Such a genius idea to pivot in COVID. I love it. Well, just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Here is a recent review. It's- titled The New Ladies of the Manor Royal. Rachel and Roberta have brought a fresh new perspective to this podcast and I'm thrilled to listen every week. In the past, I would be okay if I happened to miss an episode. Now I'm getting phone alerts to not miss a single one. Looking forward to what is to come, ladies. Oh, so sweet. And also she left a blue and orange heart, which I feel like that speaks to UF. Go Gators. All right, sorry. (laughs) It's just a side note. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode, just like that reviewer. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and the Facebook group royally obsessed and don't forget to write us an email info at gallerypodcast.com. tell us your favorite royal off-duty look or if you've watched the nat geo documentary i want to know i need to you know I us all the on things on my list i'm i cannot wait to watch i'm going to watch it right <laughs> now all right till next week god, god save, save the pod, save the pod.